0: Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code receive 20 Offers and coupons do not apply to Toys and Beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. A little less than two months ago, we announced a campaign to flip the Senate. And we are the only campaign that's focused solely on this emergency task of flipping the Senate from conservative control, because there's very little that we can ever get done. Certainly, if Trump wins and still controls the Senate, we're in a world of hurt. But say Trump loses and your favorite Democrat wins, but we don't control the Senate, there's next to nothing that we'll be able to get done. So today we're announcing four more candidates. We've already endorsed seven candidates. We're announcing four more to add to our list, to flip the Senate. We're going to tell you all about those states and all about those campaigns and those candidates. But I also want to linger for a minute on some things that I see happening that concern me, some old strategies and old habits that if we don't break them, there's not going to be any flipping the Senate and there's not going to be any winning the presidency. So let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. Earlier this week in North Carolina, there were two special elections. I believe for the 3rd District of North Carolina and the 9th District of North Carolina, There were two special elections for congressional seats because of all the dirty dealing and and foulness that's been going on with the Republican Party there in North Carolina. They actually had to run these elections over because Republicans ran the previous elections uh, in so many underhanded ways that ultimately they had to completely do them over, which is crazy, which is a sign of the state of our democracy. But there were some things there that happened in this one. You know, this year, 2019, that deeply concerned me. One was expected to be a blowout. I think that was in the 3rd District of North Carolina. Republicans were widely expected to win that, and they won. It was a blowout. It wasn't close. But in the other one, in the ninth District, uh, a man named Dan McCready was running, and a lot of Democrats thought that he could win. And a lot of people held that election up as a sign of what's to come in 2020. And depending on who you ask, there are a lot of different responses on what the election results mean. And just for a minute, before we get into our new candidates that we are backing to help us flip the Senate, I want to give us a bit of an alarming take because Donald Trump, of course, he went to North Carolina first off and he had Huge campaign rallies for these candidates, and he gave them a big boost there in the end. And, and the Republicans won both of those those elections. And any Democrat who's telling you that they weren't fighting to win the one, particularly in the ninth with Dan McCready, they're lying like they thought they could win. They thought it was a real possibility that they could win. And Trump really needed those wins very badly to say, like, hey, we are still resonating in a place like North Carolina where a Democrat is now governor, but Republicans can control the legislature. Republicans control the Senate seats there in North Carolina. And Trump helped fuel those campaigns to victory. And some Democrats are spinning it, and I don't completely discount it. Now, the one where there was a blowout, that was supposed to happen. But the one where Democrats lost by two percentage points in the ninth congressional district, which includes part of Charlotte, Democrats are saying, hey, Trump won this district by 11 percentage points in 2016. And the fact that now our congressional candidate only lost by two percentage points is an improvement. And I kind of get that. But this election, which already happened in 2018, was actually closer in 2018. So in some ways, Trump gained votes, gained support. And at a time where Democrats needed to show up and win the race, it just didn't happen. I, I think there are some challenges with the candidate, to be frank, that didn't really resonate. He has no electoral history there in the state and has never won an election before. And we see Democrats, the Democratic Party in particular, kind of trying to find these bland, um, middle-aged white men who've never run for office— and then trying to kind of shape and make them into something that they want them to be. And I have a problem with that and how they're doing it. Like sometimes you need to find people who have at least run for office before, who understands how these campaigns work, but Democrats lost both of those. And part of what I'm trying to communicate to people is, hey, the Democratic Party itself does not have all of the answers. And a huge part of that is why we started this campaign to flip the Senate. In 2016 and in 2018, Democrats actually lost seats, even in the blue wave. I put kind of air quotation marks around that. In the blue wave of 2018, Democrats lost several more seats in the Senate, even while they gained seats in a lot of other places. And so we started this campaign to help us flip the Senate because we don't trust everybody else with the future of the country. And they can continue to fight for things the way they fight for them, but we have to use some of the strategies and organizing tactics that we know are going to work. And so today I want to tell you more about where we are with our Flip the Senate campaign and introduce you to the next four candidates that we're endorsing. All right, let's break it down. Break it down. First and foremost, thank you so much to the thousands of volunteers that are already helping with our Flip the Senate campaign. We love and appreciate you. We have volunteers literally working around the clock, and I'm grateful to each of you. So if you're listening, thank you from me to you for your hard work. We can do this. And thank you to the thousands and thousands of donors who've chipped in to even help us build this organization to Flip the Senate. Now, there are... Seven candidates that we've already endorsed, and quickly, I'll introduce them to you and then tell you about the four more that we are about to endorse. Uh, We have endorsed in Texas, and this is the first primary uh, so far that's coming in March of 2020 of any of the candidates we've endorsed. I think that's on Super Tuesday in Texas, and we've endorsed Christina Sensun Ramirez in Texas. We have endorsed... Uh, My friend Ted Terry, who is the mayor of Clarkston, Georgia, and uh, he's in Georgia. The primary is, uh, I think, on May 19th. We've endorsed the Secretary of State of New Mexico, Maggie Oliver, and her primary is in June. We've endorsed uh, Wilmot Collins, who was the mayor of Helena, Montana. His primary is also in June. We have endorsed Jamie Harrison in South Carolina, a June primary. Andrew Romanoff in Colorado, uh, whose primary is at the end of June, and then James Mackler in Tennessee, whose primary is all the way in August. And I hate that they have pushed some of these primaries so far out. Those very late primaries benefit the incumbent in a lot of ways. And uh, we're proud, though, that uh, James is running and that's going to give him more and more time to campaign all over the state. So those are the candidates we've already endorsed and the states that we've already endorsed them in. And many of you are now donating to their campaigns. You are following them across social media. But now let me tell you about the new candidates that we're supporting. The first candidate that we're endorsing, the first new candidate on top of the seven that we're already supporting is Erica Smith of North Carolina. And I am so proud to support Erica. I've been able to talk with her and get to know her. Uh, She is an engineer and an educator. She's actually currently serving her third term uh, representing District 3 in North Carolina's State Senate. She is an amazing organizer and activist and thinker. She's the first woman to ever represent the district in the state's history. She is the second vice chair of the North Carolina Legislative Black Caucus, and if elected, Erica Smith would be the first African-American senator from North Carolina ever. And so we believe in her. We believe in her policies and her views. Uh, Her platform focuses a lot on investing in education and infrastructure to begin closing the rural-urban divide. She wants to expand Medicaid. She is backing common-sense gun control legislation. And uh, Republicans are already afraid of her because in multiple polls— Erica is already polling well in that race, and so much so that one poll has her winning by, I think, six points. And uh, Republicans are already targeting her, trying to make her out to be uh, a radical like AOC or Ilhan Omar. And they are putting billboards around North Carolina with Erica Smith alongside our friends, uh, two women that we love and support and admire, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez And Ilhan Omar. And here's what I'm saying. Uh, You could do a lot worse than be compared to those women who are change agents, who are speaking truth to power and who are widely loved in their districts. And so we are proud, proud, proud to support Erica Smith and her race to become the next senator of North Carolina. And let me tell you about our three other candidates. Now, I believe in running in all 50 states, and I don't believe in there ever being any Senate races where Democrats just sit out because they think they can't win. Because in many states right now, there are Democratic governors and senators in places where Trump did win. I'm thinking of West Virginia. I'm thinking of Louisiana. I mean, there are places like that where Trump won that also have a Democratic senator or Democratic governor. And there's a state that people say is just reliably red, but people are frustrated in Arkansas, and we are proud to support and endorse Joshua Mahoney. Joshua is a great guy. He is a native of Arkansas. He is a natural resources executive. He's a small business owner. He's deeply familiar with all the challenges facing entrepreneurs and local business, including just the rising cost of health care, to all the difficulties there in Arkansas to attract and retain a skilled workforce. He is fighting for uh, increased wages and is standing up for everyday people all over Arkansas in a way that they just don't have right now. Uh, Josh first ran for office in 2018 in one of the most historically Republican districts of the state. And during that campaign, 17,000 more Democrats showed up at the ballot box than they did in the previous election. He is doing the hard work of visiting every county, every city, district to district. Uh, Joshua Mahoney is a great guy. We are proud to support him in Arkansas. And here's the thing. You lose every fight you're not in. So if you don't fight for a seat in Arkansas, guess what? You're going to lose. And we are going to be fighting in every state, no matter what the polls say, no matter what people predict. And Joshua is doing the hard work, is putting in the hard work to win right there in his native state of Arkansas. Joshua Mahoney is the man. Let me tell you about two more candidates that we have. We are super, super proud to support Paula Jean Swerigen from West Virginia. And Paula Jean is widely known as one of the people whose campaign was chronicled in the documentary that you can see now on Netflix, Knock Down the House. Now, she first ran for U.S. Senate in 2018, where she lost to incumbent and ex-governor Joe Manchin, but actually got 30 percent of the votes in the primary. Uh, She is a coal miner's daughter and a coal miner's granddaughter who became an activist when her grandfather died from black lung. I actually have family who've worked in coal mines their whole lives and uh, in eastern Kentucky and in West Virginia. And uh, Paula Jean believes that West Virginians have paid, continue to pay way too high of a price for coal in the health of their people, in the streams polluted with toxins and tops blown off of mountains. And she wants to build a sustainable future there in West Virginia with clean and safe jobs. She is a supporter of Medicare for all. She is a fierce advocate for ending corruption in Washington. She knows the essential a uh, fight to get broadband access to all communities, and we proudly support Paula Jean. She's the bomb. I believe in her, her character, her integrity, her fight, and we are so so glad that she is in the race. Please follow Paula Jean across social media. She's a great follow, and uh, just has the the determination that it takes to win this seat, and that is her race. Uh, The election is on May the 12th. And so while we say, hey, we have 400 days until November of 2020, these candidates don't necessarily have 400 days. Their primaries are far sooner than that. So please follow Paula Jean. And if you have not already uh, watched the documentary Knock Down the House, it's going to it's going to encourage you and inspire you in every way. We have one more candidate to tell you about. Last, but absolutely certainly not least, we are proud to support and endorse my friend Kimberly Graham of Iowa. I've gotten to know Kimberly here over the past few months. We spoke just yesterday, and she is a brilliant attorney there in Iowa who advocates for abused and neglected children in the juvenile court system. And she would take that passion for children all the way to the Senate. We need lifelong advocates for kids in the Senate because kids don't have a voice in the Senate. So they need people who have already made it their mission to fight for children. And that's what Kimberly Graham would be in the Senate. She has lived in rural Iowa for the past 24 years, and she's seen firsthand how family farms are struggling with rising costs. She has seen firsthand all over the state of Iowa how the opioid and meth epidemics are damaging communities and how skyrocketing medical costs are bankrupting families all over the country. She is a proud, fierce supporter of Medicare for All, the Green New Deal, serious criminal justice reform, a $15 minimum wage. Like, she is the candidate that we want. We are so proud to support her. She, uh, just like many of the other candidates that we support, is already being attacked by Republicans because they know that when people hear the message, they know and understand that a candidate like Kimberly Graham is going to resonate. She has visited now, I think she told me yesterday, over 30 different counties in Iowa, far more than her opponents. And uh, we are so proud of the campaign that she is running. We believe in Kimberly and we are supporting her right there in Iowa to help us flip the Senate. And let me tell you some concluding thoughts before we go for the day. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. What I'm about to share is such a hard lesson that I have learned and intuitively I think you know it. But I need us to understand that being right, even being on the right side of history, being on the right side of integrity, being on the right side of the issues, That being honest and decent and good, and I want you, I want all of us to have all of those things. I want us to be on the right side of the issues, the right side of integrity and honesty and decency. You can have all of those things in political campaigns. You can even have all the social media momentum. You can have all the things that you think you need, and you can still lose. You can be right and lose. Because here's the thing. Tweets are not votes. Being right is not a vote. Being good is not a vote. Be good. Be right. Tweet. Do all of those things. I need us to understand that we're not going to win the White House. We're not going to win the presidency. We're not going to win any political races just because we're right or good or decent. It's not enough. You have to organize your way to victory. And in all of these states, we now are supporting 11 candidates. To help us flip the Senate in all of those states, we're going to have to organize ourselves like we've never organized before. And we can do it. If you are not already a supporter of flip the Senate, you can follow at flip the Senate on Twitter, on Facebook and on Instagram. We have, by the way, a thriving Instagram community of, I think, one hundred and seventy seven thousand people there on Instagram. So thank all of you who are already following and supporting the work there. But we also want you to become a volunteer and a donor for Flip the Senate. You can go now to howweflipthesenate.com. Howweflipthesenate.com. Sign up. Become a volunteer. Do what you can. Donate whatever you can. We'd love if you could donate, if even if it's $5 a month. A monthly donation is what allows us to actually hire staff to do that work. I've said this before. I'll say it again just because it needs to be said. I am not a paid staffer of the Flip the Senate campaign or of the action pack that created that campaign. I am supporting it for the love. And so please donate, give, volunteer, and let's flip the Senate. Take care, everybody. The break, the break, the break, the break the break, the break yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil. Simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com.